Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a new way to hold an umbrella, no hands bomb, the controversial TV show that was deemed too educational, and bacon. Need I say more? So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast for crowdfunding projects. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. This is the third straight week you're seeing an episode of the KitCast. And of course, it's not going to be a KitCast without Drew. So everybody, hey. welcome Drew, you know, instructor at large and Mr. <laughs> awesome when it comes to everything video. I like instructor at large. That feels good. How's everybody doing? I'm ready to go for another night. Got some cool projects tonight. And I brought my, my little good luck pu- puppy here. Oh, that's uh, so going to be our uh, episode screenshot right there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, so if you guys have never seen the KickCast before, it is the podcast for crowdfunding projects. What Drew and I do is we search high and low for the most unique, the coolest, or just straight out inter- grabs the, me. bizarre projects on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, any crowdfunding projects right there. Um, and before we actually jump into that, it's been kind of a slow two weeks for pro- for uh, crowdfunding news, Drew. Um, yeah, but we- I... Not much going on. Yeah, but we fa- managed to find this. It is the uh, Ouya Free the Games Fund right here. So what Ouya is actually doing right now is they are giving away a million dollars to developers on Kickstarter of all places right there. Um, so ideally, what you got to do as a... you First, you got to have a Kickstarter project for a game that will be featured on Ouya and you have to at least raise $50,000. So it's not just for anybody to get free money. They want this money to be used for um, actual games that will be show up on the Ouya. Um, after you do that and you raise your $50,000, um, you they they're, so they're given up to $250,000. So one project can raise $250,000, a quarter million dollars. So at least four projects are going to get some money for this. Um, but the you know catch-22 on this is... For them giving you the money, your game's going to be um, exclusive to the Ouya platform for the first six months. It's been re- after it's been released. Which is a small price to pay, honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's a small price to pay, um, and I think it's a great idea for Ouya to kind of give back to the community because they were pretty successful. And I remember when we were start- first starting the uh, Kickcast, I saw this Ouya thing on there, and I actually passed on it to feature in an episode because i'm like oh it's just another android console little did i know it became one of the most popular ones out yeah. there um that's yes. kind of crazy and so like i i, I think this is kind of catch-22 right here people kind of use this story to say oh Ouya doesn't have really good games um but the way i view it is like oh Ouya is trying to you know pay it forward to other people right. and their success so i don't know what do you what do you feel about this drew is it just them trying to get good games or are they genuinely wanting to help this platform that's helped them no, so much? I, th- I think, I think it's definitely, it's a win-win on both of those fronts. I think that they are trying to get some good games by, by enticing people. And, and that's what you've got to have. If you have a platform, you want people to join it. You've got to give them some reason to come forward and be a part of it. And so I think that's part of it, but to, to be able to, to give back to the, to the uh, kickstarting community and other kickstarted projects, and all they're asking is for like a small, small window of exclusivity. That's that's actually it's a pretty good deal. So I I think it's, I think it's genuine. I think it's it's from the Ouya heart. Uh, it's, it's a great idea. I almost wish I 
mean, what I was doing if I ever developed games. Maybe that's Maybe what that's... we should do. Just screw this <laughs> podcasting thing and we'll go. <laughs> let's make video games. Let's, let's make Android games. Let's, let's, Speaking let's, of, let's I, picked up, I picked up a little, what was it, Candy Crush? That's not, a, not an Android, is it? Uh, I know it's iOS for sure, but. I don't know. It's probably yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I got addicted, and it's the exact same game that I've been playing for like 20 years where you just slide things over and they match and disappear, but yet, man, three days straight, keep playing. That's why I'm staying I'm away ashamed. from Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Yeah, but uh, oddly enough, that's all we actually have this week for news. So if you guys if you guys have good sources for crowdfunding news, because every time I search, there's not much, uh, let us know at uh, kickcast.ktdata.net on there. Um so let's just jump into our first project yeah. right there. Um, all right, Drew. We live in Utah. Winters get cold, and one Indeed. of the one of the least favorite things I like to do during the winter is to go outside and um, and uh, get uh, and shovel snow. Yo, the pro- I was like, yeah. go outside and. And the 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 biggest problem on that is that um, I'm you know I'm wearing a beanie and a winter coat and everything but i feel like all trapped and it's still freezing cold because the wind's still blowing right on your face and everything um but the the hopefully i can say this right the nubrella is um trying to see if they can solve this problem right there and so what the nubrella is is essentially a uh hands-free umbrella on there yeah you you heard me right it's hands-free umbrella um and then you wear it like a backpack and uh in fact there's actually a version that actually has a backpack on it and supposedly this dome site has been tested up to 50 miles per hour um in winds resistance so it should I, be able to hold up i was gonna say i was looking at that and i and i really wondered but if they tested it that that high yeah you'd be okay in just about any you know normal storm you'd be fine yeah and then what's interesting is though if you actually see on screen right now this umbrella right here is the um this is their uh, first mark. So this is actually actually a second iteration of the Nubrella. This is the first version they actually came out with here, and you can see it's kind of domey. So <laughs> when, when you when you wear it, it you know looks like you're an alien from outer space. But it does its job uh, on there. And now they have a newer version that's actually a little slimmed down, and it's more a visor like system where you can wear it as a visor. On there, so you don't have this plastic sheet covering your face, and you know it, the problem people were having was like, it, how do you talk to someone in a dome, really? Right. And right. this actually allows you to, you know, have clear line of sight, and it's probably helpful for uh, camera guys like you, Drew, where you don't want to, you you need to be able to see through right. it without having some plastic thing right there. Right. I've uh, done many many a shoot with my head in the same like waterproof case as the camera, and I just try and like cover up as much as I can because you have to have both hands. You've got to be running everything. So this would be ideal for games, for shooting games, shooting like outside sports games. Yeah. So, and then, then what's even more crazy about this is that he's actually, there's actually a couple of different models. So there's the new, new, new Brella Storm, which is that first model that we saw that was kind of a dome-like. And then they have the new Brella Pack, which is the one with the backpack on it. I like that. Um, yeah, they have yeah. the sports model, which is I, I read it. It's less wide on there, so you can go sit in like a football stadium or soccer stadium and wear that and not like knock the people around you. Right, around. right. Um, and then there's a kids version and there's a sun version where there's reflective material on there that 
helps block UV rays for those people who don't get the fortunate chance to have snow right. in your uh, state right there. Um, so actually, I, I really love this idea right there because when I first saw it, I'm like, that kind of looks sort of dorky, but it's something that I want. You know, this you know it blocks the wind and it's not all tied up. I could see myself wearing that when I'm shoveling snow outside. Um, and what's even crazy is that these guys, they're almost ready to just hit go on our production line once they find it and everything. Um, if you if you look at the goal on their page, they're yeah. only asking for $10,000. Um, and that's to finish up the engineering stage and get everything through that and, uh, you know, ready to go and find a factory and stuff. So I don't think they're asking for a lot. Um, and, you know, would you wear a dome-type system? I- Around? I would, I would, honestly, and it's and it's not like it's strange that it's out there, but it's it's so functional. If you could protect yourself from the from the elements, at least your your face and whatnot, I'd wear that thing and walk between classes and not worry about you know. I don't know. I just I love my hands. I'd be I'd be texting and tweeting or shooting or whatever I'm doing out. I'm, this this is a good idea. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm like, and it, I'm, and it's just. It's a step beyond what they used to do with the like the beanie hat. We'd have the, like, the little beanie hat that had the mini umbrella that came up. Have you seen those where you just oh, yeah. like sits on your head? This would be this I think would feel a lot more yeah, secure. It's, it's a lot more balanced, and uh, they put a lot of thought into making sure it's ergonomic and you know it feels comfortable to you. And if it like and you okay aside from having just the dome on there, which you can fold back if once you walk inside and stuff. I don't think people would really notice that you're wearing a dome type thing. Well, when you're indoors, I just think, oh, he's just wearing a backpack. And, well, it's normal to be wearing a backpack around yep. everywhere. So I think it's a great idea. So, Drew, in our um, awesome rating system, would you back, track, or sack this? I would probably be a back on this one. I, 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 it's worth it to track it, but I, but I think supporting the idea and, and the fact that they're taking something that's so common that everyone has and uses and can use and they're re- reimagining it. I mean, that that for me is worth backing right there. That they're kind of thinking out of the box and saying, "What well, if it goes this way?" I'm yeah. for it. Yeah, I, and I, I'm a total back for that. You know, and they're asking for a modest amount. And I think this is really one of the key points to having a successful Kickstarter project is not shooting for the moon. They're just really shooting for the bare minimum so they can take it to the next stage and get it going. And they have a plan. There, it's kind of solid right there. And I think that's a really good chance. And they're about halfway there already to the goals. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a definite back for me. All right. So, Drew, I know you're a uh, huge, huge TV kind of guy. You've worked in TV, and then you also have kids, so you know the importance of finding educational programming and yes. not letting your kids watch some mindless like, blunder. Exactly. I'm like the TV Nazi between my wife and I. It's like, what do you think you're watching? What is this? No, we keep them. We keep them pretty tied down. And so, one of the projects that I ran across on Twitter uh, in the last week was from um, one of my favorite kids shows that my kids absolutely love. Called uh, the host of Signing Time has another project that she's put on Kickstarter. Signing Time is kind of like a, it was a full series of shows that were on um, the, the I'm trying to, like a PBS kind of station, and, and we have a whole bunch on CD DVD. But it's all about baby sign. How to how to you teach your children sign language at such young ages for not only for communicating with the hearing impaired, but for just for communicating. Uh, all three of my little girls knew 
you know, nothing grand and nothing like crazy protege kids that could speak two languages, but they were all able to communicate early on by using simple signs. Like they could tell us if they wanted water, or if they wanted to go to sleep, or, you know, there were some simple things. They knew what signs were for bug and for uh, inside and outside. Uh, those cool things really made it easier to be a parent at a young age. So when I saw that um, Rachel had another show that she was starting on Kickstarter, I started kind of researching, looking at what she was doing, and she's calling this one Rachel and the Tree Schoolers. This is basically, and, and this is interesting because you and I talk a lot about, you know, the the pre-selling. You know, this isn't what Kickstarter is for. It's not for pre-selling stuff. It's, it's not, You shouldn't get on there with this idea that, oh, we'll just get a bunch of pre-sales and then we'll manufacture what we're already going to be doing. But the difference, I think, with this is that they've taken this through the normal channels. They've taken this to the stations. They've taken it in and pitched it around in that kind of standard normal way that you usually do TV shows. And they got told it was too educational. What? Which, exactly. It's like, are you serious? How could it be too educational? But the way she puts it in this video is really good because she kind of says, I'm trying to remember what the metaphor is, but she basically says the, the TV stations want to give you like 10% uh, you know, of nutrition and the rest of it's kind of fluff and sugar. And so she kind of likens it to being like the stuff on TV now is like fruit snacks when what they're trying to create here is you know, an actual apple, organic fruit. So good metaphor, but, um, but really it's – if you think about it, uh, and she puts this right at the top of the page, so I'll just pull it off from her page. Right at the top, she says, children's TV, it's light on education, heavy on advertising. And it typically, if you think about it, she says, selling trumps teaching. And it does. And I think that's a lot of the problem with what mass communication is kind of happening to, to TV and mass comedy in general is that what sells is what gets promoted and you know, pushed. And that goes for pop music, sadly. It goes for um, you know what's on TV across the board, radio. There's just... A lot of it's it's sad, honestly. So, long way to say, I'm really all for this method of circumventing that kind of I would say antiquated system, but the the corrupt system that kind of blocks this type of stuff from showing up. So, the uh, their production value is pretty great. Um, it's it's en enough that your kids are going to be wowed. The uh, thing that they're really going for with the tree schoolers is just kind of constant learning they're doing things they're learning signs along with the science of things they're um a lot of singing she does a lot of great singing and it's catchy and it's fun i still sing all sorts of of signing time songs from back in the day but it's it's fun i think it's really well done so watch the video uh, get on board especially if you have kids and you're looking for something else to kind of feed them if you're if you're tired of them watching pound puppies or even i hate to say it but What's the My Little? Is it My Little Pony? My Little Pony. <laughs> my girls watch way too much of that, and if I could say, you know what, girls, let's let's try and learn something, because they ask. Here's the thing: is they ask these questions. If you look at this, their first, the first disc there, the, I guess the first episode that they've completed is already all about weather, and the next one's mm -hmm. going to be about plants and insects. These are questions that they're already asking me. They they ask, why is the sky blue? What is what is it happening when it, when it snows and and I love that they're asking those questions and how neat that they could learn all of those things in this really engaged way. I mean, I, I teach them, I tell them, but this would be a great way to add to their learning. So I'm definitely backing this one. I'm, I'm a fan. So this one's more than just, wow, that's unique and neat and cool. This one is like, we need this. We need something more to, to get quality entertainment, broadcast entertainment 
to I can't say the masses, but to the people that want it. And this is a great way to go about it. So yeah, no, I loved. It. I'm like watching it. I'm like, whoa. Like I'd I'd probably watch this show just seeing all the different production <laughs> values and stuff. And it's pretty it, good production it, value. Yeah, it it looks. They even have a blue screen on there to kind of do some of the scenes. And I'm like, whoa, I, I really like this. And kind of I I remember back and I think about a lot of the childhood shows that I remember, and a good chunk of them are educational i mean thinking back we had um you know i grew up in the age of barney i grew mm-hmm. the age of mr rogers you know mr rogers like, mr rogers still holds such a great spot in my heart on there um even as growing up i mean who here hasn't heard of arthur arthur was a great one and like it's all these shows that are educational um Zabumafu, when it was all about animals and everything and i just think and i, I love this idea because and it's kind of crazy that a lot of people don't push this anymore. They, you know, it, everything follows the grand formula of let's put X in and we'll yep. get X amount of dollars out. And yep. let's just do that. Um, stations can't take a risk. I mean, honestly, if you talk about broadcast or cable stations, they can't afford to take yeah. risks. And so when something comes, they have to, in fact, very rarely do they fund anything anymore. They say, you know, you make it and we'll give you the airtime. Um, but this is this is fantastic. This is a good way to get it out there, and I think she's she's got the the social capital. She's already got the kind of this the traction with her other projects. People know her; they know the quality. That this is a, certainly one of those ones that says, "I'm supporting the idea. I'm supporting this this method of getting you know this video production." And this, I, I, it, I, yeah, I, I love this idea that she's tried the traditional way; it's not working, and she's bringing it this way because, and you know. To me, I think this is actually the future anyways yep. of television is disseminating it off to, you know, your all the your these smaller markets, but these markets that are yeah, more yeah. engaged. I yep. mean, because I could never see me going to a TV station. Hey, I want to do this show about crowdfunding projects where we talk about them and stuff. I'd probably get laughed and right exactly. They'd go and just like how many, how many viewers are you gonna pull in for us? Mm-hmm. It's like. They'd probably laugh in my face and then throw me out onto the curve on there. So, the the more people that start doing this, the the more merrier. And you know, I to me that's definitely back because it's educational, and I I like I am a firm believer. I don't even have kids, and I'm like education is key. Yeah, key there's, key for there's all so the much kids. sugar, so much sugar on the TV diet right now. So this is this is ideal. So yeah, I'm, this is definitely a back for me. Uh, I just got to decide how how high up the back scale I want to go. She has on here. She'll sing your kid a, a custom lullaby. She'll Skype in for like a, a birthday show. I mean, because she is kind of a celebrity herself. Mm-hmm. She's got one on one like sit down, have coffee, and in several different cities. I mean, great rewards that are just way up there. So. And so, like, yeah, I'm definitely back on that, you know, It, and it's going through this new model that television's kind of struggling through. So I'm all for that. I'm all for change, and I'm all for educating our kids in new ways. So definitely back for me. All right, so our final project of the day, Drew, is Yummy. bacon. Who doesn't bacon. love, who, who seriously does not love bacon? Even my dog loves bacon. Bacon, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, this is, Pretty straightforward of a project. There's not much to explain. It's bacon playing cards. Easy. Simple as that. Um, you know, here's some of the technical details for those people who are card connoisseurs. I, I'm, you'd be surprised. There are fo- sites upon sites that cards. are dedicated so- to, like, how cards are printed and whatnot. Because I didn't mm. know what some of these things are. So, 
<laughs> these cards are going to be the first run is going to be limited to um, twenty five hundred. They're going to be printed by the United States Playing Card Company, which is the main company that prints most of the professional cards, like your bicycle cards and your B cards, I think, are, are printed by this company right here. Um, so they're going to be on the bicycle card stock, which I think is you know one of the highest quality card stocks you can get. And then something called Magic Finish on there. I think that's what makes the card shiny or something. I can't say I'm an expert in that, but it has that. And then in addition to that, because normally I wouldn't cover just card projects because there's a lot of them on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually including a second deck that's for a game that you use also with the card deck. So you probably could use other cards too with it. Um, <laughs> and it's called the Bacon with Bacon. So Baking with Bacon. And so you use both cards and so the game deck has cards that are called um, recipe cards, action cards, and I forgot what the last one was. Um, it's a great to do with bacon. I, I got plenty of recipes yeah. for bacon. So well, the, the whole idea is that they're, each recipe card has four different ingredients on there, and it's represented by, say, you need a five of clubs or something like that. Um, you got to collect all four cards on there. And then huh. your your goal is each player gets three three of these recipe cards, and whoever is the first one to um, make the, or get all the cards they need for the recipe on there, they're the winner right there. Um, and then they also have these um, uh, action cards, which are modifier cards. So you can pull that out, and it's like draw two extra cards off the deck. Or but there's a nasty like- one. Yeah, there's a nasty one where you can have another player discard their entire hand and draw hmm. seven new cards. On there, so it's like it's like Uno mixed with Phase Ten and playing cards. Yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting. Plus bacon, bacon. Like, re- really. I I heard the words bacon, and this is why I checked out the Kickstarter project, anyways. Because if you guys don't know, I'm like a huge bacon fan. Like I have bacon soda right here and bacon lovers kit over there, which has like bacon salt and bacon mayo and bacon gumballs and bacon lip balm. I even have a stuffed bacon, which I forgot to bring up. That yes, you should like, have shared that with us. It's like a giant bacon, and when you squeeze it, it says, I'm bacon. Uh, <laughs> so. so so there you are. If you want your project backed by KT, all you got to do is put bacon in the title. Pretty much. And what, what's really cool is that the, um, the guy who came up with this idea, he runs a shop called The Baconry, and he, ha- he sells bacon-related items. You know, you name it, there's bacon on it. Like, I saw bacon cookies, bacon cupcakes, um, you know. I'm just getting hungry thinking about it. Like, uh, chocolate-covered sticks that have bacon, like, bacon pocky, essentially, which are like, oh. <laughs> um, and then he was smart, and he actually um, found somebody who's had multiple success in printing um, cards, like playing cards, on Kickstarter, um, so, so how do you f- find somebody like that? But I guess on Kickstarter you could find that. Yeah, yeah. so he because he noticed he kept on backing these card projects and it was go- drawing back to this. Um, I think it's called Vanda playing cards, and mm-hmm. this guy's literally had four different sets of uh, playing cards already gone through Kickstarter, funded, and distributed it out, and he, they're selling them now. So, mm-hmm. um, and they're really cool designs and everything. So let's see if I can pull this up on there. So you can see right here on screen, if you guys are watching, it's kind of this really, um, I don't even know how to describe the art style of it. 
it like it looks like it should be a playing card um but it has a pig on it and the pig has like there's a skillet um they even made poker chips which is kind of cool on there um the back of course is just bacon designs because bacon um uh and it's really well designed and you know i i could see playing like even poker or blackjack or any normal game with these and on screen right now you can actually see the the different types of cards oh the there's star cards which are almost wild cards that are in the game deck and you throw that into the main playing card deck on there so it the game looks fun um and the cards look really nice and it looks like they're they're going to uh print them real make sure the cards are printed really nice and they're already selling out fairly quickly plus bacon like do I really need to say much more than bacon? Because bacon is one of those things that you can add to anything and it makes it better. They've already got 437 backers at this moment. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a testimony to bacon yeah. right there and, and card playing. And I just realized that I haven't backed it yet. So that's the first thing I'm going to do after we finish recording the show is back get, the project get on, back. <laughs> on there. So, so, Drew, you can already tell it, this one's a back for me. How, how do you I'll, feel about it? I'll oh. back it. I love I love I love cards. I don't play that many card games, but I love um I love art and that's like a tangible way to hold on to art and it's kind of these have this great style to them. So I I back this one. Yeah, and I you could probably play this with your kids cuz the game's not that hard. You just got to yeah. make sure you collect them and, you know, I guess it's a good life lesson to teach your kids what a club is and a heart is and a spade. Yeah, at some point I think they'll be a little <laughs> older. I don't think I was probably like gosh Probably way, yeah, it's 15, 16 before yeah. I was allowed to touch playing cards. Or just introduce them to the amazingness of bacon. There you go. That, that would be the case. That would trump everything anyway. <laughs> like, I'm thinking of just bacon right now and more bacon. But <laughs> So after you cook some bacon, then you'll back it. Uh, yeah, or yeah. bacon pancakes. Bacon, mm. bacon pancakes. Okay. You guys can tell I really, really like bacon. Um, so <laughs> before I start... Going off on a huge tangent on the awesomeness of bacon and how you can judge a person by how by how they like their bacon. Um, that's actually all the projects we have on there. Um, Drew, seriously, where does the time go? Like, I know it just know. goes by so quickly. I'm like, oh crap, we're already well, done. I was gonna say today, I think half the time went to your black magic card, but I'm glad we got that fixed. Um, yeah, let's just. We'll, for, we'll forget about the horror about that <laughs> on there. So oh, great times, great times. Yeah, if you guys disagree or agree or just want to talk about bacon, um, you can shoot us an email at kickcast at ktdata.net or leave us a message on facebook.com slash kickcast or on Twitter at kickcast or on Google Plus plus dot kickcast.net. We are everywhere. We like, yeah, anywhere and everywhere we'll be there. Um, and, you know, you notice that we are talking with the chat room, you know, laser norms in there. Just talk. Re- we're reminiscing about old educational TV uh, shows we yeah. all watched on there. Um, you can watch us every two weeks, which is um, going to be August 6th is the next time we actually record live and hopefully with less technical difficulties. Um, and that will be at live.kickcast.net. Um, and just come in and chat. It's always a good time there. And bacon. Um <laughs> on there so drew do you got anything you want to pimp right now before we kind of uh i'll throw out one one other project that's really short and small there's one out there you should go out and uh just google it it's called skate knob and i used to skate back in the day way back in the day when i had like 
style. Anyway, they're taking skate wheels and they're putting the custom knob so you can replace your gear shifter in your car. So it's kind of a car customization. Really simple local project and it could be kind of, you know, a neat way to customize your ride. So go check that one out. Nice and easy. That's that's, that's the last one I'll pimp. <laughs> it's all it's all for pimping right there. So yep. um yep. shameless. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you guys in two weeks and uh until then. Bye. Bye.